0: boom goes the dynamite
1: oh yeah yeah <laughs> we're here we're doing ah. sports we uh sports this is of course uh the soco team soco is here I, i'm the co-host cody michael i'm joined as always by the So host Seth. Ott. yeah and uh we decided to break off our sports talk from the main show we're gonna keep uh keep movie and movies and tv news on the main soco show but we, we just can't not talk sports, uh, specifically the NFL. So we've got the, uh, the side show here. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get into football talk every week. Uh, we are going to recap every game and we're going to preview and pick every game. And then we'll have some additional fun stuff along the way. So uh, nothing too fancy here. We're just going to chat games, uh, which we love doing. And uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to try to bring this in in under 60 minutes or close to that every week. So... Uh, quite a challenge for us, uh, as listeners of ours will know. We're quite long-winded, <laughs> but we'll try to keep things uh, try to keep things succinct and make sure that we get to cover just about every game. Well, certainly every game um, that we can. So a lot of fun stuff this week. We're going to be dropping it every Friday. Uh, so this week we're going to be recapping the games from week one and previewing the games from week two. We're going to talk a little bit of fantasy football. We're going to talk a little bit of betting odds, uh, and uh, we're going to pick against the lines a little bit later on. Uh, but the first thing we're going to do, <laughs> Seth had a great idea uh, for a, a segment to start the show. We typically start the main show with chic tweets, which are tweets from WWE legend, the Iron Sheik. Uh, <laughs> but we found another legend on Twitter uh, that we're going to keep up with on the sports show. You run right by his ass. Scare him to death. Hi. I'm Chucky. Ho 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 ho! Santa Claus is here. Huddle up!
0: All right, John Gruden, uh, faux Gruden on Twitter, uh, one of my favorite accounts uh, for a long time now. Um, always posts some weird, wacky, dumb, fun stuff. I uh, actually bought a shirt from his account once uh Spider Two Y Banana shirt. Um, but uh, during during he, he's often most uh, active during the Sunday football games or just really any game, but now that John Gruden's with the Raiders, uh, he's he's especially Raiders-focused. So he tweeted, uh, at Raiders, the Raiders official account, what's a guy got to do to get some nachos down here, man?
1: <laughs> so if if folks don't know John Gruden, uh, he's just a, well, if you're listening to this show, you probably know who John Gruden is. He's just a goofy cat, likes to say some weird shit, and this parody Twitter account likes to say shit that sounds like shit John Gruden would say, and I think that's a pretty good example of it. John Gruden's looking for some some nachos on the football field during his games. Uh, We're going to recap his game and a whole lot more on the show here, Uh, but that was the first edition of uh, Tweets by faux Gruden. You run right by his ass! Scare him to death! Hi, I'm Chucky. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! All right, so we're going to jump right into week one here. It was a crazy week one across the NFL. There's a lot of wacky shit going on, and uh, we're going to cover it all. Let's get into our game recaps. That just happened. That just happened. Did we win? And uh, we're (laughs) going (laughs) to... What the hell is that? (laughs) I knew you were going to ask. Um it, the what just happened song? I have no idea where it's from. Um, fuck! I I just found it on YouTube, and then the the little <laughs> did we win? That's uh, that's Gur from Invader Zim.
0: Holy crap! That is strange and awesome.
1: <laughs> I'll play it one more time, and then we'll jump into the recaps here. That just happened. That just happened. Did we win? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me later. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> let's jump into the football games here um speaking of laughter uh the the thursday night opener was a laugher of a game uh mm-hmm. 10 to 3 the packers over the bears in chicago and this is not the game a lot of people expected seth we had very little offense uh the packers had just over 200 yards of total offense and the bears had three points uh <clears throat> the lowest point total tied with another team of the entire uh weekend. So this was an interesting game. Uh Rodgers didn't do a whole lot. There wasn't a lot of sexy stuff going on. This was just sort of boring defensive football the whole way. We caught a lot of this game. Uh what did, what did you see in the in the Bears and Packers that stood out?
0: No, this I I think this will be a running theme for the entire show this week at least is week one is always so weird in the NFL and mm-hmm. This one, I think when they rematch in Lambeau and how many weeks, whenever they do, I think we're going to see a lot different game. I think we'll see definitely more offense. I mean, I think both defenses are a lot a lot better this year than they were uh, last year. Well, Chicago is going to be better, and they were already awesome last year on defense. So, I mean, holding Rodgers to, to 10 points is pretty impressive. But we didn't see some of the stars like Devonta Adams, who last year, it didn't matter who he faced. He put up, you know... Six seven catches and usually run hundred yards and a touchdown every game, so I, I think that this one is just kind of a weird one. But overall, I think Green Bay is going to be a lot better than what they showed. And same thing with Chicago. Uh, I think Chicago might be a little or uh, might be a little bit uh, down compared to to last year, at least on offense. But defense is still going to be great.
1: Yeah, these are two really good defenses. Uh, possibly the best defense that Green Bay has had in a decade. Uh, mm-hmm. Ten years ago, they won the Super Bowl with a good defense, so watch out for the Packers. A lot of people ranking them very high right now on the power rankings. Um, I, I'm interested in the Packers, but this is going to be a great division, uh, at least three great defenses, so the NFC North is going to be interesting. We'll, we'll talk the Lions and we'll talk Vikings in a little bit, but I agree with you. I, I, I think this is sort of a throwout game, and if you're Green Bay, you're happy to get the win in one like this. In oh, yeah, terms of
0: Chicago, real quick, what I meant by the offense is that um, I, I'm not a believer in Trubisky. Really, um, I think he's I think he's okay. I think he's not any better than the quarterbacks they've had in the past, Jay Cutler, guys like that. So I th- I think that while he's serviceable, I I don't know if that offense is going to run entirely as 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 smoothly as they did last year because they it seemed like last year they were just more efficient and I think they were definitely more focused on running the ball and it's, they'll definitely run the ball a lot this year. But I think just looking at what they they tried to do. I think they're going to try and make Trubisky throw it more, and I don't think that's a smart move.
1: I would agree with you. I'm not very high on him either. So I think I think this is a team that's going to have to win on the ground and on defense, uh, and I think they'll be on the winning side of more of these ten to three type games. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to win thirty five to twenty eight very many times, but right. Uh, I, I do think the Bears will end up being a solid team this year, and and for the Packers, I think you know they're a team that looks like they could potentially go deep into the playoffs if they figure out some offense.
0: Yeah. I just don't think the Bears will be as. I don't think they'll have quite as good of a record. I don't think they'll be as dominant just because I think, like you said, Packers will be better. I think the Vikings will be better. I'm being a little bit more optimistic than I usually am, but I think you know the the division last year was was surprisingly weaker than it was than than what I think it'll be this year. Even the Lions looked better too. So I, I think overall, I don't think they're going to get as many division wins. And I think, and yeah, the, the the games they will win will be like you said, ten to three. But I think they're going to be. Down a little tougher road, especially being first place in the division last year.
1: Certainly a tough schedule. Uh, let's go to another first place team from last year. The Chiefs picked up right where they left off. Uh, Mahomes completely freaked out like he always does. Threw a bunch of touchdowns, a bunch of yards. And the Chiefs beat the Jaguars 40-26. to uh, This is a Jaguars team that lost Nick Foles in this game. Broken clavicle. He's going to be out for the majority of the season. So they're looking at a backup. On a go-forward basis, uh, but the Chiefs go on the road into uh, Florida and in the Heat and score a bunch of touchdowns. They do lose Tyreek Hill, um, but this offense, Seth, is is just as scary as it was last year. Do you think the Chiefs are going to have the same level of success this season?
0: Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I definitely think they will. They uh, they they look like they left, you know, but picked up right where they left off. And uh, you know, Jacksonville's defense is still awesome, and they put up forty points on them. So. <laughs> Um, you know Pat Mahomes is great. Um, the running game, I think, will be interesting this year for the Chiefs too. Um, you know they have McCoy now and Damien Williams, of course. They uh, McCoy had ten carries for eighty-one yards, and Williams had thirteen carries for twenty-six yards. So McCoy is off to a good start already. Uh, he had a, a pretty long run about thirty yards. So uh, I think that's good. I know Tyreek Hill, you know, being out does hurt him. Hurts my fantasy team too. But uh, you know they they have a really still really talented receiving core. Sammy Watkins is a former first round pick. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, of course, um, and then they have uh, they have Nicole Hardman, who's a rookie from uh, last year for second rounder right or this year. I can't remember. Dan will probably correct us. But, uh, you know, they, they got a lot of talent, so they're, they're going to be just fine without Tyree Kill.
1: Uh, Nick Foles leaves for the Jaguars. That's a big loss for them. This isn't a team that I thought was going to be very good in the first place. But are are you writing them off or do you have hope for them as a potential playoff team?
0: I think they're. I think they're still going to be okay. I, I don't think. I don't. It's going to be tough for them to be a playoff team. But you know, Nick Foles in that drive he was in was good. Uh, even the the rookie that came in and played Gardner Minshew, um, looked good too. He had uh, almost three hundred yards and two touchdowns through one pick, but. You know, it, it is what it is. There, you know, it's a young young kid coming into a tough situation. Uh, the running game will have to be important. I know Fournette uh, wasn't wasn't great in this game, and he didn't finish well last year either. Uh, so that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. You know, if if they can they can get the running game going and get that defense continue to 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 you know get pressure and and you know play shutdown coverage. I think they just need to need to figure things out on on offense. Um, especially with the running game in order to get back to that old Jaguars style play, but they could be okay in the end. I think
1: let's take a look at your team, Seth. The Vikings are one and zero on the heels of a 28 to 12 home win over the Hell Falcons. Yeah. And um, man, did they look good. This, this these were the <laughs> Vikings that I think if you're a Vikings fan, this is what you've been hoping for all summer. Uh, they came out, they absolutely ran it down Atlanta's throat. Kirk Cousins throws 10 passes in this game. <laughs> 98 yards, he's 8 for 10, 98 yards and a touchdown, no picks. Uh the defense absolutely smothered uh Matt Ryan and the Falcons for 3 quarters. Uh, all 12 mm-hmm. Falcons points came in the fourth. Uh this was a dominating home win for the Vikings. You got to be feeling pretty good. Uh I,
0: I feel I feel better than I did going into the season for sure. Um yeah, if, if they can win a game with Kirk Cousins throwing 10 10 passes total, and, you know, he completes, he has, he has an 80% completion percentage right now. So that's good. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, if if honestly, if they, and they're not going to obviously do this every game, you know, it's going to be, I don't think it'll be that much more, you know, he might get away with only throwing 20, 20, to 30 passes a game or even less than that, honestly. But, you know, if they can come in there and, and control the game on the ground, which their offensive line is built to do that right now cousins come in, comes in there and makes a few clutch throws to Thielen or Diggs or, or Rudolph and the defense plays with pressure and they play again with with uh with being with shut, shutting down other receivers and getting pressure on the quarterback i think they're going to be a tough team come playoff time i think you know i'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs but if they do and they continue to play this all season they're going to be a tough team coming uh coming in in uh december
1: mm-hmm yeah, I love the Vikings right now, man. They, they've they a much-improved offensive line. Dalvin Cook is healthy, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of talent on that defense. So this is a team we're going to talk about their upcoming game, uh, which is one I'm really looking forward to in a little while. But uh, thinking about Atlanta, you know, I, I think this offense will figure it out. Uh, you know, you have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. They'll find a way to score points. Um, but that defense looked ugly, and <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean – the Vikings maybe are a great offense, but I think Atlanta just looked really, really bad on defense. That's got to be concerning if you're a Falcons fan, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, no, their defense has been bad for a while, and they continue to deal with injuries, and they, you know, that that's definitely the weak spot of their, their team. Now, I, I think they knew that going into this game. What they didn't expect was them to only score 12 points, and those 12 points being scored in the fourth quarter, so basically junk mm-hmm. time. I don't think they expected to not score many points, and obviously they knew the Vikings defense is good, but they didn't know they 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 thought their offense was good enough to you know keep them in the game and I think it is i think you know as the season progresses, i think their offense will continue to to click and and uh you know score the points and get the yards like they have in the past i think even this week against the eagles that the we'll talk about that later i think they might be back on track, so we'll see there but i I think the Falcons will be you know somewhere around like Seven and nine, nine and seven, somewhere in that range.
1: Which very well could be vying for a playoff spot uh, in the NFC this season. So, a couple of playoff hopefuls uh, the Titans and Browns, in what apparently is now a marquee fucking matchup. They sent Tony Romo to call this game in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cleveland is a team that a lot of people are really excited about. Uh, and they absolutely got thrashed by mm-hmm. Tennessee in this game. Uh, we caught a lot of this game. And. This was at, as much a shellacking, like, top-to-bottom Tennessee handled the Browns in this game. At and the, yeah, Yeah, at the Browns yep. with, you know, a packed stadium full of stoked fans because this is a team that we've been hearing all summer is a playoff team and, you know, their world beaters uh, absolutely got exposed in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had it run down their throats with Derrick Henry. He had 84 yards and a touchdown. Mariota threw three touchdowns, no picks. And then on the, on the Cleveland side, Baker Mayfield throws three picks. One of them went back to the house. They couldn't get anything going, uh, put up only 13 points. They lost this game by 30 at home. Uh, so hopefully a humbling loss for the Cleveland Browns. I, more than anything, am really excited to see what Tennessee does this season. Uh, they have a healthy Marcus Mariota, which hasn't been the case in quite some time. They've got a great defense, and uh, obviously they can run the ball well. So I'm pretty high on Tennessee and with Cleveland I, I'm going to talk about them uh, later on in the show. Uh, I this is this is this is what I expected to see from Cleveland because it's Cleveland. You know, <laughs> it, it, I I I was not on this board of, you know, these guys are going to win the division um especially because of a couple performances in that same division that we're going to talk about in a bit, but uh, I the headline of this game is always going to be the the Browns and what do the Browns do? To me, though, it's that the Titans looked great and I'm excited to see them going forward.
0: So yeah, I'm I'm the opposite and at least on the Titans camp, I don't think they're going to be a great team. Um, I'm not a believer in Mariota. Never have, never have been, never will be. You know, sure, sure he's healthier, but coming into the season, Ryan Tannehill was. They were fifty fifty on whether who would start, Ryan Tannehill or Marcus Mariota. So they they were having a quarterback controversy in camp. Um, the only reason they picked Mariota is because he's a you know first round pick that they picked. Um, but I don't think I think Derrick Henry is is good, not great. I know he had a big play. You know he he had some towards the end of last season, but prior to that, he's never really he he's been he was. I don't know. Maybe he flipped a switch or whatever, but he never was that impressive prior to the last six games, of last season or whatever. Um, the defense is good, and I think that's what's going to keep him in games. But I'm, just, you know, part of this game too was that they had a pick six. They, you know, towards the end of the game, you know, some some things went their way. It was pretty close through most of it though. Um, with the Browns. Definitely don't think they're a division winner at all. Uh, I think everyone was definitely overhyping that team, but I think they'll end up with a winning winning record, uh, or at least five hundred. De- I don't think they'll be, you know, uh, four and four and twelve, or you know, five and eleven, or whatever they they even might have been at the end of last season. I think they'll they'll end up somewhere with a winning record.
1: Yeah, they'll certainly hope to turn it around. Otherwise, uh, people are going to start freaking out in Cleveland because <laughs> they pretty much told them they're going to the playoffs and they need to start backing that up, I think. So mm-hmm. uh, let's go to a game I think we can be quick on uh, Bills and Jets. Uh, I, Bills win. I. I it was actually a pretty good football game. It was close the entire way. Mm-hmm. These aren't these two aren't teams that I think have a playoff future in this season, especially because the news from Jets camp this week is that um, Sam Darnold has mono, which I didn't <laughs> think he got after high school. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He's going to be missing a few weeks. Uh, the Jets are all but fucked. Their their upcoming schedule is totally brutal. They're, they're a lot of the sports world is writing them off completely for the season, which is tough to mm-hmm. do after week one, but. Um, I think in this case makes sense. Uh, the Bills come out. Jared, uh, sorry, Josh Allen turns it over, I think, four times in this game, and they find mm-hmm. a way to win 17-16. Yep. Uh, again, t- two teams that will end up looking up at the Patriots at the end of the season, but did you see anything here worth worth getting excited about?
0: I do actually like the Bills a bit. Um, again, don't think, I think they're probably more, I think they're probably in the Browns camp too. Like maybe, maybe, eh. Not a winning record at least. You know, somewhere around like maybe maybe six and ten, seven, nine, somewhere around that area. Maybe not quite a winning record. Maybe they even get to five hundred, who knows? But I do like I, Josh Allen does make a lot of mistakes, but that second half of that game, he looked really good. Um mm-hmm. I th- I think the running game is going to be pretty decent with Devin Singletary and Frank Gore. They got John Brown who looked really good, a couple other young receivers, Zay Jones. Um I, I think they're gonna and their defense is actually pretty damn good. So I think that and that's even dating back to last season too, because they they were they were keeping teams, uh, even teams, a lot better than them down in terms of points scored. They they I know at least in fantasy they were one of the top defenses just, uh, towards the end of last season, just because they weren't giving up a shitload of points. So they I think they'll be they'll be tough for every team they play. To be honest, but do they win some of the games? That'll depend on if Josh Allen is mature enough to to lead comebacks against teams that aren't the Jets with the jets yeah it's it's gonna be rough sam darnold could be out for a while just because i was hearing today with mono um you you really can't especially with the like your liver your liver gets enlarged and inflamed and stuff you can't take any contact to it you, you have to be really careful with it and so you have to wait for that to go down and and basically be cleared of that of mono before you can play and that can take a long ass time so you know, I I don't think they can afford to to lose you know four or five games <laughs> at this point. Mm-mm. So, um, Le'Veon Bell's a little banged up. He had an MRI today on his shoulder. Turned out to be fine, um, but he's a little banged up and he's never he hasn't played full to sixteen games in a season since like twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen or twenty fifteen something like that. It's been like three four years um, since he's played a full season. So, uh, and that's not that's not even including like the season he held out. Uh, but I do like their receivers. Uh, Jamison Crowder, uh, is he had almost, he had 14 catches. Uh, they have Demarius Thomas now. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I think he's okay, and he's coming up on a contract year, so he might play better. And they have a tight end coming back in a few weeks, Chris Herndon, who's a freak. So I think they'll be, offensive-wise, I think they might put up some points if they get Darnold back. But their defense isn't very good, and they, like I said, they can't afford to lose all these games while Darnold's out. So uh, it's going to be rough for them.
1: Yeah, they they got some brutal shit coming up. Uh, tough time to be a Jets fan for sure. Uh, also, a tough time to be a Dolphins fan. They got totally oh. fucking worked. Uh, Fifty nine to ten, the Ravens in Miami just totally beat the piss out of uh, out of the Dolphins. So there there's a lot that you could take from this game. I think one thing a lot of people are agreeing on: the Dolphins are the worst team in football. Uh, mm-hmm. This is probably the team that's going to end up with the number one draft pick and that is you know whatever the ravens are what interests me here because lamar jackson goes 17 for 20 for 324 and five touchdowns in this game uh he only ran three times for six yards so what we all said myself included about lamar jackson before the season was show me that he can throw or i don't care and Mm -hmm. he showed that he can throw at least against the dolphins yeah um Robert Griffin III even came in and was six for six <laughs> with a touchdown. <laughs> right. So uh, Mark Ingram goes for a hundred yards and two scores. This was an offense that completely blasted Miami. I want to know, Seth, are you? Is this meaningful to you? Knowing that it's Miami, this is a shit defense. Are you? Is Baltimore in your top echelon playoff teams? Maybe a, maybe a Super Bowl contender.
0: Uh, one hundred percent not a Super Bowl contender. Um, even even if they'd come into the season with some and they have kind of come in with some promise i think lamar jackson not ready to win a super bowl at all um this game to me doesn't mean much it's cool that lamar jackson got out there and threw the ball more than you know 14 times um which i think was his most all last season in a game um but i like you said rg3 came in through was six for six through touchdown um the majority of the the majority of the of the touchdowns that Lamar Jackson had to the to receivers were just wide open blown blown coverage or just the, their receivers outran everyone. They have fast receivers and that's good and and that's going to help them, but I don't think he's going to have a all the time in the world like he had against Miami and b uh open coverage like that all the time. So he's going to go back to running and they're going to go back to scoring 21 points a game. Uh, is he going to throw a little bit more? Yeah, I think he will. Uh, than, than last year, definitely will. But I this this against Miami, first week of the season, and with just some really layup plays that he had, I'm not ready to say even that they'll win the division at this point. I think it's I it's gonna be it's gonna be something that you we I think we have to watch uh, for the next three four weeks to really get a good idea of what that team is.
1: Yeah, certainly going to be interesting. Uh, I have my eye on Jackson, though. I am I will say this. I'm, I'm leaning forward a bit about Baltimore. Uh, this is a team that defends well, runs the ball well, and could be a threat down the stretch. But I'm waiting to see, like you, uh, I'm waiting to see what they do against a contender before I get too excited. So we shall see. Uh, I think a team that is back in contention is the Philadelphia Eagles. They won a really good game against the Washington Redskins. Uh, 17-point comeback win. Um Carson Wentz goes nuts, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Um, but so does Case Keenum. He had 380 <laughs> and three touchdowns. This was a lot of offense in this game. And I think I think Washington is a team that not a lot of people are talking about, but they've got some pieces on this team. Mm-hmm. They've got a solid D. They can run the ball. Case Keenum, is, as you know, he's a playoff quarterback You know, in the past. <laughs> um, I love seeing Carson Wentz come back and ball, even though I hate the Eagles. Uh, this was just a damn good NFC East game. I don't mm-hmm. know if it tells us much, um, but were you able to glean anything meaningful out of this one?
0: I think it kind of does tell us uh, a lot. I think what it does, for one, it shows that the Eagles do have a huge, glaring weakness, and that's in their secondary. They have a terrible secondary, even da- dating back to last year, and I think that's where they're going to uh, lose some games. Now they're going to be—that's going to mean they're probably going to have to be in some shootouts. And the Eagles have the firepower to be in shootouts. So I I think that the Eagles are definitely going to be one of the top teams, uh, I I think, in in the NFC. Um, But I think teams, as long as they have a deep threat and they they have the ability to to beat the secondary, I think they're... The Eagles are not unbeatable like we've thought, you know, a couple of years past when, you know, we come into the season and think, oh, the Eagles, they have all this talent. They have all this promise, blah, blah, blah. I think they're beatable, and they've seen that in the last couple of years. So, um, you yeah, know, I'm not ready to say that they're going to win the East or anything like that. With the Redskins, definitely impressed with what I saw. Um, Keenum, you know, he, 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 even last year with the Broncos, still had a decent year. It's not like he was throwing picks left and right. He just wasn't. You know They weren't winning the close games like he had done in Minnesota. They were keeping games very close, but he wasn't winning them like he had in Minnesota because he didn't have the same defense and offensive line and, and running game. I think the Redskins have actually a pretty damn good defense. They have a couple of really good corners. They they have a really good defensive line, and I think that they have a good running game. Now, Darius Geis is going to be out for six to eight weeks, I think, so that's, that's a little bit of a crusher, but Chris Thompson uh, is an amazing pass-catching running back. But Peterson's coming back, and last year he, uh, I think he was, I think he was a top ten uh, running back, and he came in, you know, after like week two or three. I think um, He's still got some juice in him. You know, he's going to be like the the first and second down back, and Thompson will come in there for change of pace and third down. So they still have a good running game. The receiving core is still pretty decent. Uh, guy they had this rookie uh, Terry McLaurin from Ohio, Ohio State come out and play, have a good game. Vernon Davis is it looked awesome still. <laughs> Uh, which at his age I have no idea how. Um, so I, I think they'll be okay. I think I think they'll be a team that, similar to like what the Vikings were when Case Keenum played there, run the ball, play good defense, and make Keenum throw to the open guy. I think they'll be okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the East excites me this season. Uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys in just a second, but um, uh, a lot of old guys showing out in this game. Vernon Davis absolutely fucking embarrassed
0: the Philadelphia
1: mm-hmm. secondary on a highlight play. Uh, excited to see what Peterson does coming back. He had over 1,000 yards last year in his Mm 33-year-old season. (laughs) Uh, We'll see what he can do coming back as a starter. And then on the other side, uh, Deshaun Jackson, back on the Eagles. He had eight catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns. uh, Bombs away, I think, for uh, for Wentz and Deshaun Jackson. So these are going to be a couple exciting teams to watch uh, on a go-forward basis, I think, for sure. All right, let's go to my team. The Rams went into Carolina and beat the Panthers 30-27. to And this this was a sloppy game, I think, for both mm-hmm. teams. Um, the Panthers turned it over, I think, four times. The Rams had four takeaways. Uh, Jared Goff on the Rams' side was a little sloppy. The Rams are famous for not playing their starters at all during the preseason. So I think you saw him kicking off a little bit of dust. And for a team that you know, is just loosening up, didn't get preseason snaps uh, to hang 30 on the Panthers defense, which I think is a relatively good one. Uh, I'm optimistic for what I'm going to see in the Rams uh, this season. You get Cooper Cup back. He was he was meaningful in this game. Uh, Todd Gurley was running strong. He had 14 carries for 97 yards and then uh, contributions from all over the Rams' Offense uh, on the Panther side, Christian McCaffrey is a total fucking freak. Seems to be the insane. only guy that touches the ball in that game. Uh, he had literally half of their offensive yards. Yep. In this game, so uh, Carolina is a team. I I'll say this first: the Rams, I think, are a top three or so team in the NFC. Uh, mm-hmm. That defense is getting takeaways. That offense is scoring points. Uh, we'll see on a go forward. You know whether or not they they really loosen up and get back to last year's form. I think they will. Uh, mm-hmm. For the Panthers, though, they're a team that's going to have to play good defense. Cam Newton is going to have to get straight. It's the same Panthers we've been seeing for years. They could be very good. Do you think they're going to end up being solid this year?
0: I think they're they're going to end up being in the wild card discussion. So I think they'll be a mm-hmm. team that's going to definitely, they're going to play some of the higher teams. Now, they played, I mean, <clears throat> even though it was a weird game, they still you know only lost by three to the Rams, who were in the Super Bowl last year. And to comment on the rams i think i agree with what you said the rams are going to be you know one of the top two three teams in the nfc all year there's no worries with the rams unless someone goes down so uh the panthers though uh yeah i I think you know cam cam is healthy and i know he had the the foot injury and the shoulder injury i'm gonna knock on wood right now because i have my fantasy team so he needs to stay (laughs) needs to stay healthy um but Cam, this is probably the healthiest Cam has been coming into a season in a long time. Um, McCaffrey is a goddamn freak. That guy, <laughs> I don't understand how he does what he does, but you know, coming in, coming out of college, I wasn't the highest on that guy, but he's, he's turned out to be really something. So um, the receiving core is young, but I think is talented. Uh, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, uh, both those guys are fast. They're, uh, I know, DJ Moore is a little bit bigger but they're both they're both perimeter guys who can uh stretch the field so I, they have a ton of weapons on that team um, the defense is so so um for for Carolina so I think that'll be their weakness but uh, I think they'll be a, a wild card team they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play some of these higher echelon teams and maybe upset a few
1: I like it we'll see on Carolina uh, the Rams are probably gonna go 16 and0 let's uh <laughs> let's go forward here because they don't this play the a surprise to me <laughs> the Colts and Chargers. Uh, Chargers win at home in overtime. Uh, the Colts, though, I think, were a bit of a surprise. They're they're without Andrew Luck, as everyone knows. Uh, mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett comes in, throws for one ninety and two scores. Pretty solid game. Does not turn it over. Uh, Marlon Mack on the Colts freaked the fuck out for one hundred and seventy four yards and a touchdown. And this is a game I think the Chargers thought they would win easily. And Uh it took them all the way till the end. Phillip Rivers had a good game, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Eckler gets into the end zone. Keenan Allen has a big game receiving wise. Um, My impression, Seth, of these two teams is that the Chargers are about what we kind of a continuation of last season. They'll be in Uh the mix, um, but I think certainly behind KC. And then for Indianapolis, I think this is a team that is going to be tougher than we thought when Andrew Luck retired. They may be a threat in that AFC South. What do you think?
0: Yeah, honestly, I didn't think they would be, you know, that much worse. Uh, I think that the pieces they had last year that made them so good uh, was their running game behind Marlon Mack, and that offensive line is fucking awesome. Uh, And and it it was last year. It is again this year. Marlon Mack is a very average... Like, I think if he was was on almost any other team, probably wouldn't start. But because that offensive line is so good, I know last year they had the best... um, best yards before first contact for basically they were creating the biggest holes for the running backs out of any team last year. Um, and that's because they drafted two rookie linemen who were awesome. So I think that's, this is, this is the perfect situation for Jacoby percent to be in. He has an amazing offensive line. They're going to run the ball a shitload and be good at it. Their defense is really good too. So I think that, uh, the Colts are going to be better. I, you know, are they, are they going to be, uh, better than what we thought? I mean, uh, are they going to be a playoff team? That remains to be seen. Uh, I think if they have and they had Andrew Luck, I think they probably would have won this game. To be honest, but they're going to. I think again, they're going to surprise a few teams. I think they're going to they're going to win some games. I think they're going to contend for maybe a wild card spot. Um, that division is also kind of open too. So I think they're going to be a lot better than what people have given them credit for, especially Jacoby Brissett.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Indianapolis, one of the several 0-1 teams that I think have reason to be optimistic. Um, another team that I think was, was better than expected was the Cincinnati Bengals, uh-huh. uh, but they did lose 20-21 to in Seattle to the Seahawks. And Andy Dalton, who I haven't even thought about as an actual quarterback in two years, uh, <laughs> go di- all he did was go for 418 yards and two touchdowns. Um, huh. The Bengals lose Joe Mixon in this game and are, are already uh, without A.J. Green. So they're beat up on the offensive side, but their defense hung tough. Um, and, you know, Russell Wilson comes in super efficient, uh, right around 200 yards, couple of touchdowns. Um, I like the Seahawks this year as a kind of maybe wild card contender. Uh, and as far as the Bengals go, I put them in that same camp as Indianapolis. They, they may sneak up on a couple teams and be better than we expected.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there. Um, the Seahawks, I don't. We'll see about Seahawks. I, that defense is because I think the thing that helped them last year is that they ran the ball a shitload and mm-hmm. they were able to control time of possession. And they did that somewhat in this game. Uh, they you know ran the ball somewhat well, but the defense gave up a ton of yards, as you just mentioned, with with uh, with, with Andy Dalton and John Ross too, uh, who basically was the guy who threw to that entire game, but. You know, the, the Seahawks defense got worse compared to last year. They lost a few mm-hmm. few pieces. And so they're not gonna be as solid of a wild card team last year. They barely scooted in last year because the Vikings couldn't get their shit together. So, you know, I I, I honestly I think they're gonna miss playoffs. I think the Seahawks will miss the playoffs. Um with with the Bengals, I like what I what I saw. Um I want to see it a few more weeks before I say there may be a contender in that division because I think that division is going to be uh, a little bit more wide open, uh, especially with how we saw the Steelers play. But when it, when it comes to the the Bengals as a team, they got new coaching staff in there. Uh, they have a really good offensive coordinator in there who's clearly doing some good work for Dalton. Uh, John Ross, who is a guy they talked about converting to a cornerback last season because he was so bad at wide receiver, comes in there. <laughs> and played, uh, caught seven seven passes for 158 yards and two touchdowns, was an absolute monster. Um, Tyler Boyd's a a stud at uh, at receiver as well, Uh, and then A.J. Green's coming back in, in I think, like four to six weeks or something like that, so, you know, he's a little bit older, but he's still A.J. Green, you know, he still played well last year, so that defense isn't very good, but I think that offense could come in there and, and help him out, so we'll see about them.
1: They very well could. Uh, on the Seattle side, yeah, these aren't your daddy's Seahawks. Uh, the defense is not going to win them games. I think Russell Wilson has this team on his back as much as he ever has. And um, I, I'm a believer in Wilson. Did I say Westbrook the first time? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a believer in Russell Wilson, but we'll see how many how many wins he can drag the Seahawks team to this year. Let's go on to, you know, a, as excited as people got about the Ravens uh, this past weekend, I think the NFC equivalent would be the Cowboys. Um, they go 35-17 over the Giants, and this was again an absolute beating. Uh, they had their they had their scrubs in, you know, in the third quarter of this one. So I, I'm not taking much away from this game because I think the Giants are going to be really, really terrible this season,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, especially their defense. Dak Prescott was throwing too wide open. You could have hit most of these passes. Um, he does go for 400 yards and four touchdowns, but this isn't. Not in the same way that Mahomes goes for 404 touchdowns. You know, th- this was a mm-hmm. lot of catch and run, a lot of wide open guys in space. Um, so I'm not calling Dak the MVP yet or anything like that, uh, but he played well. Ezekiel Elliott is back. Uh, he, you know, he had a solid game, 13 carries for 53 yards and a score. Uh, I know he's on your fantasy team, so you're excited to see that. <laughs> and then the, uh, the Dallas wide receivers had a pretty solid game. You know, 400 yards had to go somewhere. So uh, Dallas played well in this one. Uh, the giants sort of sprinkled some points across the whole game. So that Dallas defense held tight, um, you know, held, held Barkley to, uh, oh, never mind. He had 120 yards, um, on 11 (laughs) carries. So Saquon Barkley is still a freak. Eli Manning goes for 300 yards and a touchdown, no picks, but you know, they just got brutalized in this game. I I think Dallas came out and just absolutely shelled him in the air, um, I don't know what to think of Dallas, man. Is this team an NFC contender? Are they your favorite to win the the NFC East at least? Or are you not sold until you see them see him beat a better team? Uh,
0: I do like Dallas. Um, I, I think that their offense is better you know, than than what we saw last year. Uh, you know, now they had a full offseason with Amari Cooper. Uh, Michael Gallup is, has come on strong uh, even towards the end of last season coming into this season. Uh, they do have... Um, well Witten's back I guess but that's more of a safety blanket for, for Dak. Dak has looked good um, even again dating back to last season of course that offensive line is has always been good and uh, you know Zeke's there Zeke's a freak so uh, I think that offense is going to be good that defense is okay uh, but they're going to probably rely on you know some of the 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 time of possession type things like the Seahawks did but they also have more weapons than Seahawks did so I think it's going to be really close with the division uh, between them and the Eagles. I think it's going to be a race to the end.
1: Yeah, that'll certainly be exciting to see. I, as much as I hate the Cowboys, I, I, they're one of those teams I think the NFL is better when the Cowboys are contenders. So mm-hmm. we'll see uh, We'll see how they fare as the season goes on. Uh, here, I hope, is a quick one. 49ers beat the Buccaneers 31-17 in Tampa. Jameis Winston looked like total horse shit. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look much better. Uh, this, these are two teams that I I don't even know. I, people are excited about the Niners, but then Jimmy Garoppolo came out in the preseason and looked bad. Didn't look very mm-hmm. good in this game against a mediocre defense. Um, I, I don't know how much potential the Niners actually have. I, I think based on what I saw in this game and, and what I've seen from Garoppolo, uh, I think this is still the Rams division to lose. And on the Tampa side, you know, between Carolina and the saints and, and, uh, Atlanta, I think this is a fourth place team, um, especially because Winston was just dreadful in this game. So do, do you have any hope that Winston will turn it around this season or are you writing them off as well? And what do you think of the Niners this year?
0: Um, I think that I do think that the the Bucks will turn it around a bit. Yeah, I don't I don't think the Bucks will be a playoff team or anything like that. But I do think that they their offense will get back on track. I think Arians is too good of a coach for it to not. I think Winston, you know, he's he has been up and down over the years. You know, but I think he does have talent there to score a lot of points. You know, they, they've, they, even last year, they scored a shitload of points. So I think that they're, they're going to get back on track there. Their defense is just absolutely atrocious. So they have to get in shootout, shootouts. They're not a team that's going to surprise anyone. I don't think, um, you know, they'll probably win some of the games they should win. Uh, the 39ers, 39ers, 49ers probably should have been a team that they beat. Um, but again, week one. So I think, you know, towards the end of the season, once we get there. I think that the Bucks will probably be like maybe a 4-12 and type team, but uh, I think they're going to look better, at least on offense, than obviously what we saw uh, Sunday. The Niners, jury's still out on them, I think. Um, I don't have a lot of hope for them. I don't think they're that great of a team. I don't think Garoppolo is that great of a quarterback, and again, their defense is pretty bad too, but you know, I, I think they have a lot of they have some good weapons, some young weapons. They have, I know they're a little hurt at the running back position right now with Tevin Coleman, but their coaching staff is really good. Shanahan uh, is a is a really good offensive mind. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think both these teams though are going to be towards the bottom of their division.
1: I would agree with you there, um, and I think that trend continues as we go to the Lions and Cardinals who tied in Arizona, twenty seven twenty seven. Uh, I I think that the typical line I'm hearing on this game is Kyler Murray, who was the number one overall pick this year uh, at quarterback for the Cardinals, came out, looked absolutely dreadful for the first half of this game, and then played a pretty pretty solid game in the second half. They hung 18 in the fourth quarter to bring it to a tie. Um, These aren't two teams that I think have a ton of promise this year, Um, but Matt Stafford had a huge game, 385 and three touchdowns um and uh murray goes for 308 two touchdowns and a pick so uh, a lot of throwing in this game but this is one of those that seem just like a strange week one game that's almost a throwout and i don't Mm -hmm. care to think much about either of these teams are are are, are these guys worth much of your time
0: i think the cardinals will again be better than last year um just looking at their offensive personnel i think they're going to be better uh that being said again Probably towards the end of the the, the end of the division, um, you know, I I do believe in Murray. I think Murray is going to be a good quarterback. The thing they need more than anything else, because they have weapons, they need an offensive line and they need it bad. Uh, he's they showed it in the preseason and in this game as well. He does not have time to throw. He's getting pressured like crazy. Um, you know, he didn't really run that much this game, but you know he uh, he he was getting hit. He got sacked five times in this game. Um, you know, he 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 just needs he needs time. He needs he needs to have a clear pocket in order to be someone who is effective. So, give it time on the Cardinals. Uh, I think they'll they will be at least better than last year because they put up almost zero points last year, um, mm-hmm. and that's the entire season. So, uh, the Lions, though, again, I I I don't know about the Lions. Uh, I they'll probably be similar to last year, uh, a team that you know is is tough for some teams here and there, uh, but overall you know, loses those close games and then here and there just gets smoked too. So, you know, I think, I think again, they'll, they'll be tougher for the division. They, they play pretty well against the division uh, overall, but as a team, I don't see much for them right now. There's not a ton of like players that pop, to be like oh you know I can point to this th- these two or three guys and be like oh they're going to be this is why they're going to win some games like Carryon Johnson is, is a fine running back Kenny Galladay is an okay receiver Stafford is getting old Hawkinson is probably the best thing to have on that team and he looked like a stud but Hawkinson is not going to win them football games uh, and their defense is good they have Slay who's an awesome cornerback um, they got they got Snacks Harrison on the defensive line who's awesome other than that though uh it it's going to be tough for the Lions to pull out a bunch of wins.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I think those are two fourth-place teams. Uh, let's go to the Sunday night matchup. This was the Steelers and the Patriots. And, man, the Patriots absolutely slapped the Steelers around 33-3. to uh, Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does, 341 yards, three touchdowns, uh, completed uh, three-quarters of his passes. Uh, they spread the ball around uh, in terms of the running game. Uh, a lot of guys getting carries. Um, receiver wise, uh, Philip Dorsett catches two touchdowns. But again, you know they spread the spread the yardage and the catches around quite a bit. So there's a lot of weapons on this Patriots offense. I think what we're we're seeing a little different this year is the Patriots defense looks like one of the best in the league. They absolutely smothered uh, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. He only goes for 276 and a pick, no touchdowns. Uh, they couldn't run it for Dick. James Conner only had 21 yards. Smith Schuster was all but shut down. Uh he had six for seventy eight, but a really quiet six for seventy-eight. This was absolute domination um, by the defending champions. A lot of the narrative that I've heard this week, Seth, is that the New England Patriots are the number one team in the league right now. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're <laughs> I, I think they they are gonna be a tough team. Now coming into the season, a lot of people, including myself, were down on Tom Brady and Minus you know, this whole Antonio Brown stuff is I guess neither here nor there. I I don't know what's gonna happen with him. But even without him, you know, let's say they didn't have him, I think that receiving core is much improved. Uh they had Josh Gordon back who hopefully might get a full season in the NFL. We'll see what happens with him. Uh you know, at least his offenses are just because he likes marijuana. Um Julian Edelman is a stud. Uh they're running the thing about them is their running game too is they have three really good running backs Sony Michelle is is gonna be kind of a thumper James White and Rex Burkhead both can catch passes I think they have still have a ton of weapons I think they have better weapons than they did last year at least more time to work with those weapons um, that defense still is awesome Stephon Gilmore is probably one of the top two or three corners in the NFL yeah I, the, I Tom Brady looks great I you know I think the Patriots right now defending champs still looking like they haven't lost a step at all they're they're it's hard not to say that they're the best team in the NFL right now
1: Mm -hmm. how about the Steelers you concerned about their season do you think they're gonna bounce back from this one
0: not yet the Steelers do this a lot um the Steelers just will not show up for games at all sometimes we've seen it every year for a very long time if this continues for the next two three Three games, or even like next one or two games, honestly. Then I'll say, yeah, they're in trouble. Um, but the Steelers have a history of doing this stuff. You know, honestly, other than losing Brown, I think overall that team, you know, still has a lot of weapons. I think that they, their defense is is has added some things. Their defense was okay last year, and I think they'll be a little bit better. I think the Steelers will be about where we expect them expected them to be uh, at the end of the season where we had them coming in. So
1: let's go on to Monday night football. A couple of, couple of decent games here, especially the first one, Houston loses to new Orleans, 28 to 30. And this was a great football game. This was close the entire way. I caught a lot of this game, Uh, two lead changes in the final minute of this one. And I, I, you got to feel for Deshaun Watson, man, that guy is absolutely getting pounded. That offensive line is terrible. He's getting hit a lot still finds a way to throw three touchdown passes in this one. Um, Leads a two-play 75-yard drive to take the lead with 40 seconds left, only for Drew Brees to go down and and, uh, set up for a game-winning field goal. Um, This Texans team is one that I don't, I want them to be good. I like them. I like a lot of their players. Uh, Duke Johnson was effective in this one. Carlos Hyde, who is a player I've liked for a long time, has 83 yards. DeAndre Hopkins does his thing, eight catches, 111, two touchdowns. But on the Saints side, it was just a little too much. Breeze goes for 370 and two scores. Alvin Kamara had 97 yards on the ground, another 72 through the air. Michael Thomas, 10 for 123. I think it was just too much Saints in this game. But I don't think Houston is much worse than the Saints. I think this score correctly reflects the difference in talent between these two teams. I think Houston's an offensive line away from being a really good team in this league. They just couldn't put it together the entire way this year, um, but I think they have some good stuff to feel feel. I think they have some some things to feel good about uh, yeah. from this game. One of those zero and one teams that should stay optimistic. Um, I, I think two teams here that we're going to be talking to talking about uh, come playoff time. What do you say?
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. <laughs> I, 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 think both of these teams are, um, primed to win their divisions at this point. Uh, I think they're both going to be tough teams in the playoffs, and they're going to be uh, two of the best offenses we see in football. So I think they'll be they'll be fun to watch. Both these teams.
1: Uh, two teams that are not very fun to watch are the Broncos and Raiders. They were the second half <laughs> of the Monday Night Football doubleheader. Uh, the most in- I watched a lot of this game. All the commentators could talk about was Antonio Brown, and he's not on either of these teams. So that should tell you how exciting this football game was. Uh, some highlights, though. Uh, Joe Flacco looked wildly mediocre. There's still no clarity in the backfield of uh, the Denver Broncos, who was who the guy. Freeman and Lindsey had 10 and 11 carries, respectively, for almost the same amount of yards. Um, Cortland Sutton, I think, was a bright spot. He had 7 for 120. Uh, and then on the Raiders' side, uh, Derek Carr was efficient, 22 for 26. 259 and a touchdown uh josh jacobs has a great game over 100 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns first player to do that in his debut i believe since Ladanian tomlinson which has got to have you excited i know he's on your fantasy team and um (laughs) darren waller who is a, a tight end that a lot of people are excited about converted from wide receiver he goes seven for 70 and tyrell williams goes for 100 yards and a touchdown uh after coming over from the chargers so Uh, Some bright spots in this game. I think Denver is going to be one of the more poor offenses we see this year. And I have Oakland winning six or seven games this season. Uh, They'll beat the teams they should. They won't beat the teams they shouldn't. Um, That's my take on this one. I don't think this has a lot of implications, you know, come playoff time. But um, it was a pretty decent close game. And Oakland, I think, outperformed our expectations in this one.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you on the Broncos. I actually think Oakland will be better than what... Than, than what what people think. Um, now I don't think they'll be again a playoff team, but I think they might end up somewhere in you know the the eight and eight range. Uh, maybe squeak out a winning record. I, I think that they they have a much better uh, passing offense this year. I think they actually have weapons in the receiving core. Um, I know Mari Cooper was there for half of last year, but he never jived with Derek Carr. Um, it just for whatever reason it never worked Tyra Williams looked good um he had a really good game um like you said Darren Waller he's young he's fast he's not Jared Cook and and I know Jared Cook is you know a good tight end but I think Darren Waller you know being just younger and faster things can be a better fit uh Josh Jacobs you know I like him uh he you know they, they had Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin last year and you know those guys aren't very good (laughs) you know it's it it, Marshawn Lynch was getting old Uh, Doug Martin has never really been good since probably 2012 uh you know it's it it was tough last year I think they have more pieces I think their their offensive line is is, as long as they stay healthy and I know they're a little bit hurt right now is one of the best in football um you know I think they're going to be a lot better team than than they were there last year and Derek Carr even last year, he was the most accurate quarterback in football. Now, he's kind of like Sam Bradford. You know, he didn't throw a lot and threw short passes. Um, but I think they're going to stretch the field a little bit more with Tyrell Williams this year. And he he still looks good. Derek, Derek Carr looks sharp. So he's not like the MVP guy like, they've, like he was, you know, a couple seasons ago. But he's still going to be a very good quarterback who can make some plays and uh, can keep that team in the position to win some games.
1: We will see if Oakland outperforms expectations. Certainly in a tough division, um, but uh, that's our that's our week one preview for the week. That's that's uh, that's all the games that took place. You
0: mean, you mean recap? What did I say? Preview. Pre,
1: yeah, recap. That's our week one pre <laughs> precap. I've been drinking.
0: That just happened. That
1: just happened. Did we win? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's oh, go great. forward. We're going to be picking. Uh, All of the week two games Against the spread So we're going to cover all these A little more quickly Than we did our recap of course But um, we're going to start with the game That happened last night Uh, Due to the magic of time travel We have not yet seen The Buccaneers versus Panthers game uh, But you saw it last night So let's pick last night's game Today
0: I'm going to take it back in time Where we're going We don't need roads
1: That is efficient use of Sounders, if I've ever seen it. Um, Of course, doubling up on one from the main show. Uh, Carolina Panthers are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The line here is six and a half points. Uh, Carolina is a touchdown favorite against the Buccaneers. Seth, I'm taking Carolina to cover that spread, uh, being the home team and seeing what I saw last week against the Buccaneers. Uh, What do you got?
0: I have that as well. Um, Full disclosure, that game is going on currently as we're recording. Um, but, uh, and and it's, it's six to three. So, uh, Carolina needs a little bit of work to do. It's the second quarter right now. So we'll see, see what happens there, but that's what I picked as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, Carolina, definitely the better team. We'll see if they can finish that victory off. Let's go to New York where the giants will host the Buffalo bills. The giants are underdogs at home by two and a half points. So the spread is a field goal. I'm taking the home team. Uh, I have a rule that I almost always follow. If the home team is getting points, I'm taking them. Uh, give me the Giants in this one.
0: I'm taking the Bills. Uh, I, I like what I saw out of the Bills. I, I know it's at home for the Giants, but it's kind of home. Buffalo is close. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there'll probably be plenty of Bills fans there. And, uh, you know, if the Giants are just atrocious. Name a receiver for the Giants that, that'll play on Sunday. Name one. The... Uh, I don't know exactly. <laughs> Benny Fowler, that's that's their starting receiver because um, <laughs> Sterling Shepherd's hurt. So I, they're they're a bad team. The Bills are gonna stuff the shit out of Barkley. I think Barkley will still get his work, but he's probably gonna average around three yards a carry. And he might get a touchdown or two, but you know th- that's the only offensive weapon they have. Give me the Bills.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot to hit this when we left the uh, time travel segment. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick all of our games. These are the ones that are coming up. It's coming right for us! So <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that? Let's that's from South Park. It's coming right for us. Okay. Um, let's go to Cincinnati where the Bengals are hosting the San Francisco 49ers. The line here, uh, the Bengals are favored by a point and a half. And uh, again, I'm three out of three for the home team. Give me the Bengals. I liked what I saw in that game on Sunday. I think they're going to run the ball well against this Niners team, and I think they're going to defend a little bit better uh, than the Bucks did. So I, I'm taking the Bengals at home. Uh, you can keep your point in half.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Bengals too. Um, just a little bit different logic in my mind with this one is that I think their passing offense it's not a fluke what we saw on Sunday. Um, I know I said you know kind of a wait and see, but I I especially against the Niners, I don't think it's necessarily a fluke what we saw. So I think they're going to be able to put up some points on the on the uh, Niners and make sure that spread of a point and a half is is covered.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so too. Uh, going to the Redskins here, they're going to host the Dallas Cowboys. The line here is five and a half points, so Dallas is a touchdown favorite here. Uh, I'm taking the home team, man. I know this is going to go against uh, what a lot of people are picking, but give me Washington. I don't think they win this game, but I don't think Dallas covers the spread. I think this is like a 24-27 win for Dallas. Um, but uh, if I get five points for the home team, I'm taking them. Give me Washington.
0: Yeah. Um, I Again, I agree with you on that, too. <laughs> um, I think not only that, uh, the Redskins look better, and I think that the uh, they always play – these. The NFC East, whenever they play, it's always weird and it's always close, except for what happened on on uh, Sunday with the the Cowboys Giants and, Cowboys. and yep. yeah, that that was the Giants are just bad. But you know, at least the East team, Redskins and Cowboys and Eagles, they always play each other close. It seems like so, you, no matter how good or bad they are. So I think that the Redskins will cover that five and a half.
1: Mm-hmm. Now on to Detroit. Uh, Detroit is the dog, two and a half points to the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Chargers were a solid team. Uh, They, they performed last week, escaped with the win. Um, I, I don't feel great about this pick, but I am, again, I'm going with the home team, uh, home team getting points. I like, so give me Detroit to win in a close one. Um, you know, maybe it's a 21, 20 or something like that. I think this is going to be a a weird game. Uh, Detroit's going to outperform and, uh, and potentially beat, beat the Chargers here.
0: I have the opposite. I'm, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think they win by by more than a field goal, or at least a field goal.
1: Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised at all. Not Again, not a pick I feel great about, but uh, got to gotta mix it up, you know. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> One of my most anticipated games of the week, the Minnesota Vikings are going to the Green Bay Packers. Um, the Packers are field goal favorites. The line is 2.5. Uh, I imagine most of that comes from the fact that they are at home. These are two really evenly matched teams. I cannot wait to watch this game. I hate to tell you, but I'm going with the Packers. I, I think again, it's that home team edge. I pick a lot of home teams, and Lambeau Field is a tough place to play, especially for the Vikings. I think this is a close game, though, so I won't be surprised uh, if Minnesota tops them. Are you picking? Are you picking your team, or what are you doing here?
0: What do you think? Uh, <laughs> I I've always been pessimistic about the Vikings. I'm, I'm going to go with Packers on this one. Um, you know, I think that the uh, that um, whoever wins this game, I think it'll be by at least a field goal, if not more. I don't think it's it will be close, but I think that especially with the way these teams play each other, I think one of the teams is going to get command in this game, and you know, I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I think it'll be at least a tu- i think it'll honestly be at least a touchdown by whoever wins i think it'll be the touchdown either way whether it's the, the packers or the vikings uh i think i think that's what it's going to be and so i'm going with the packers and this one just home team <laughs> uh
1: our listeners will will probably find a pattern here you like to pick against the Vikes. Uh, i do and so, and uh so do i for a different reason so but to uh... be fair
0: the only time i picked the vikings to win last year was against the bills <laughs> where they had a 23 point fucking spread and the bills One, so.
1: (laughs) Oh, that was such a tough beat.
0: (laughs) I don't even know what to do during uh, that game.
1: (laughs) Let's go to Tennessee. The Titans are hosting the Colts. It's a division matchup in that very interesting AFC South. I really liked what I saw uh, from Tennessee against Cleveland in this past game. They're giving up three and a half points. I say swallow them. Give me Tennessee to win by four over the Colts.
0: Taking the Colts in this one. I, I like what I saw to of the Colts. Uh, I think that they the way they play football, again, defense, running the ball, I think that the game is going to be very close. And I honestly, I think they might pull out the win.
1: Could be a good matchup. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, every rule that I've ever had about sports betting, I'm about to throw out the window. Miami is at home, and they're getting 18.5 points against the New England Patriots. This feels a lot like a trap game. And I'm going to probably get trapped in it. I take the Patriots to win by 21 in this game, but uh, it, it's historically been a tough place for New England to play. They're not always great against the Dolphins. Are, are you going to take Miami in the points, or are you going with the Patriots?
0: I am going to take Miami in the points. Uh, All right. it's, <laughs> it, it's weird. Like you mentioned, it's weird when they play. Sometimes the Dolphins will squeak out a win. Um, sometimes they'll they'll at least get close. And uh, yeah, I, I think it honestly actually has been a while since Miami won um, but some a lot of times they play tough. So I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Uh, I think they'll you know, they'll probably lose by like at least fifteen, but I think they'll be within that 18 point range. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Certainly tough to beat a team by 18 points in the NFL, but uh, if mm-hmm. anyone can do it, it's it's Turkey Tom. Uh, another huge spread in Baltimore. The Ravens are favored by thirteen and a half over the Arizona Cardinals. This spread is too big for me. I don't care if it's the road team. Uh, I, I think Arizona is good enough to keep this one close. Uh, so I am taking the Cardinals plus the points over the Ravens in Baltimore.
0: Uh, Keep it simple. I agree.
1: <laughs> I like it. Let's go on to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers are hosting the Seahawks. Steelers are favored by three and a half points. Seth, I just think that line is wrong. I, I think the Seahawks are a better team. I'm taking them plus three and a half on the road.
0: See, I, 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 I don't necessarily think the same way. I think with... Well, they might be I, I, actually, I don't think the Seahawks are a better team, to be honest. I think the Steelers are are going to be pissed after last week. It's at home. They always play better at home. Um, I, Big Ben is is a monster at home. so I think that uh, I think that the Steelers will will win this, and I think that they'll beat them by at least three and a half.
1: All right, right, sos's got the Steelers. I have the Seahawks. The Texans are hosting the Jaguars, and the Texans are giving up nine and a half points uh i do not think this will be close i say eat the points i'm taking the texans you got the rookie quarterback coming in for jacksonville i know he played well but i think that uh jj watt is going to pin his ears back and get after him Uh, i like watson to have a huge game in this one uh give me the texans uh minus the nine and a half what do you say
0: See, i'm going i'm going with the the jags i think the texans will win but i think the jaguars will cover that nine points uh i think that Mm -hmm. defense uh has something to prove after last week uh, the rookie did look good. Now I don't think they're going to score a ton of points, but I think they might keep the Texans not necessarily in check because DeAndre Hopkins is going to get his yards. But uh, I think that the Jaguars are going to have something really to to play for. They're going to be angry. I think they're going to run the ball. Uh, I think that I think that they'll keep it within that nine and a half.
1: It's a similar matchup. Uh, Oakland is hosting the Chiefs. Oakland is at home and getting nine and a half points. Uh, I think similarly here to what you just said about the Jaguars. I think the Chiefs win this game, but I think Oakland plays tough at home, and I think they keep it close. Uh, so Oakland plus nine and a half, I think, beats the Chiefs. Give me the Raiders.
0: We're just gonna control C, and then control V. What I just said. I'm going with the Raiders.
1: <laughs> I like it. Uh, Denver has the Bears. The Chiefs coming will win. To town. Sorry. Oh, you're taking the Chiefs.
0: No, I'm taking the Chiefs will win the game, but I think the Raiders will get that nine and a half.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, On to Denver. The Broncos host the Bears, and the Broncos are getting a point and a half, but I say swallow them. Uh, I I think that the Bears come out a lot tougher than they looked last week. I think the offense is going to have it figured out, and this Denver team cannot score. So I I say they lose by more than two points. What do you say?
0: Uh, Once again, I agree.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, America's game of the week. The Rams host the Saints. Uh, Rams are the favorites by two and a half points. This is, of course, the huge rematch from the NFC Championship, uh, controversial NFC Championship last season. And I, I don't think I'm being a homer here. I think I can objectively say I think the Rams are a better team than the Saints are, and I think they're going to show that this week. I think this is a tight game. Maybe it's a three, four, seven point game, uh, but give me the Rams at home.
0: I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Saints with the with the points here. I, th- I I think the Rams do win, but the Saints I think, I mean I they I didn't watch that that game. I saw some highlights, but I, I I think the Saints are a better team. And I or excuse me, they're not the better team. They looked like the better team compared to to last week, but. Um, I think it'll be close. I think that the, the it's going to be, a sh- I think it's not necessarily like, you know, the 50 point shootout like we got, you know, last season, but, you know, I think it'll be uh, back and forth. I think it'll be, some, it ends up being within that, that two and a half points. So give me the mm-hmm. Saints.
1: Rams 35 31. Uh, let's go to the Falcons and Eagles, the Battle of the Dirty Birds. Uh, Falcons are getting a point and a half at home here, their own one against the 1 0 Eagles. I, I just liked the Eagles too much last week. I think Wentz is hitting a stride here, and this Atlanta secondary is terrible. Wentz is going to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns in this one. I think it's just going to be too much for Atlanta to keep up with against the Philadelphia defense, so I, I have the Eagles.
0: I also agree. I, I do have the Eagles, but I also think that the Eagles secondary is terrible, so it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, I I think it'll be fun to watch, and I think that uh, it'll. I think it'll be close. Like, A point and a half close, no, but I think it'll be within a touchdown.
1: And finally, our Monday night game, the Eagles-Falcons is a Sunday night game. Looking forward to that. Monday night's game will not be watched by me. It is the Cleveland (laughs) Browns traveling to New York to play the Jets. The Jets are getting two and a half points at home, but they do not have Sam Darnold. And uh, it remains to be seen whether Le'Veon Bell plays. It sounds like he will, but he's dealing with some shoulder soreness. Uh, the Jets did not impress me against the Bills this week, and I think Cleveland has one of those revenge games. They'll come back and hang 35 or so. Uh, I like Baker to have a big comeback game in this one. So give me Cleveland uh, plus a field or minus a field goal over the Jets on Monday.
0: Once again, I agree.
1: I like it. So those are our picks for this week. If you want to pick along with us. Um, I'm going to post a link in the description box to the SoCo show, the SoCo sports show, that is, Pigskin Pick'em on ESPN. You can follow along with Seth's picks and mine. You can pick alongside of us. And in any given week, if one of our listeners beats Seth and myself, uh, we'll give you a shout out, potentially some prizes as the season goes on. So we'd love to have you participate in that. Again, hit the description box for the link to our pigskin pick and would love to see on there you'll see all the spread numbers we are picking against the spreads uh so keep an eye out look at the description box and join us uh on our picks so so that's our preview of uh of week number two it's coming right for us i want to (laughs) turn now seth before we wrap things up we got a couple of extra things to talk about here you and i are of course fantasy football fanatics and in the state of iowa uh, 2019 will be the first season that daily fantasy is available to you. So um, I know you're looking at the lineups, you're you're looking at DraftKings or or whatever other uh, service you like, and and you've come up with a couple picks uh, for your daily fantasy picks of the week. Let's let's see what you got for us. I wanna lick, 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 lick. You want your to <laughs> I wanna point out that Ludacris is saying pick 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 you. Uh huh there it's it's totally totally okay for for kids to hear
0: (laughs) totally um so yeah so some some picks this week with daily I haven't done it yet and I don't think I can yet for some reason the state of Iowa hasn't allowed for deposits yet but you can do like free games and stuff um, but I was looking through uh, and looking at some good value. So there's there's a few guys that I really really like this week for value wise. So for those that don't know how daily fantasy works, you get a salary. I think uh, DraftKings. If you do just like a you know all games lineup type thing, uh, you get fifty thousand dollars. You have to pick a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, a flex, and a defense. So some guys I like based off their value, starting at quarterback, Josh Allen. We've talked about before. He's playing the Giants. Uh, a, they got ripped up by Dak Prescott last last week. Uh, Josh Allen looked good. Uh, I, I think that he's at he's his price right now is fifty three hundred dollars, uh, which is which is very cheap for a, a quarterback. So uh, I like Josh Allen this week at his value. Looking at running back, we've talked about him a couple times now. Josh Jacobs, he's still only forty seven hundred dollars, whereas your top tier guys like uh, Ezekiel Elliott, for example, eighty seven hundred. So he's going for quite a bit less of the price for a guy who's going to get a lot of work. Kansas City gave up five yards of carry last week um, against the Jaguars, even though they didn't—they just weren't able to run it very well or a lot because they were the Jaguars were down so much. I think this will be a closer game. I think Josh Jacobs is going to get work uh, in in the running game and the passing game this week. Uh, I think he's going to look good against Kansas City. Uh, wide receiver, this one for me would depend on when I have to lock the pick, um, but I do like. Josh Gordon this week against Miami for fifty eight hundred dollars. Again, top tier wide receivers are around eight eight to nine thousand dollars. So Josh Gordon at fifty eight hundred dollars against Miami. We saw what happened to them last week. We know they're very susceptible to uh, the deep the deep ball. Uh, again, fucking Lamar Jackson and uh, and uh, Hollywood Brown went for a ton of yards. So Josh Gordon and Tom Brady, I think, can you know exploit that quite a bit more. If Antonio, if Antonio Brown doesn't play too, th- um, that that's going to mean even more work for Josh Gordon. So I, I do like him at his price. Uh, tight end, we talked about him earlier too, Darren Waller. He's only $3,300. The top tight end in Travis Kells, he's 7300 So that's quite a discount you're getting for a guy who's going to get a shitload of catches. Uh, and he's really the focal point of that offense, maybe beside, behind Josh Jacobs. And then defense, I went with uh, the Texans against Jacksonville for $2,800. Uh, some of your more top defenses go for uh, I guess around a little bit more than that price but I just like the Texans um, for their uh, playing against a rookie quarterback uh, they have a good defensive line I think they're going to be able to get some extra points there so that's what I'm looking at for my potential lineup this week.
1: I like it a lot of discount players uh, and I I agree with all your picks there I think a lot of guys that have potential to have huge weeks so Uh, If you're playing on DraftKings, make those selections, and you just might do as well as Seth uh, this week in your daily fantasy.
0: All
1: right, that's going to bring us almost to the end of the show, but just like we do in the main show, we can't leave you without doing one more thing. thing. Seth, I want to go first here, and I want to talk about losing culture. Uh, There are a lot of teams and a lot of places that are used to losing. They're good at losing, and they won't stop losing. And the Cleveland Browns are one of those places. Um, Don't tell me because they got a bunch of flashy guys wearing gold watches that they're a playoff contender. I don't fucking believe it. I don't think this is a playoff team, and we saw it the other day. They had a chance at home to really make a statement and beat the Tennessee Titans. They couldn't do it because they have a shit offensive line which made Baker Mayfield look like shit which made the receivers look like shit and everybody looked bad. Uh, I am so down on the Browns based on what I saw in that game. Uh, and I know it was close for a lot of it, but they never to me looked good at all in that game. Uh, losers are losers and the Browns are losers. We'll see what the season holds. I think they'll get a win this weekend, but I I am so not on the bus of them being world beaters this year. Uh, stop fucking talking about the Browns, America. That's what I say. The losers are losers and the Browns are losers.
0: um I mean I I respect your opinion I don't 100% agree with it I agree that they're not a playoff team but I also think they're gonna be better um I think they have a lot of talent so uh we'll see what happens with them but um I know it might be a little little uh, taboo to talk about but Antonio Brown even if without the stuff that's come out I can't fucking stand that guy at all Oh my god I hope that he even if he does play a game and I have no idea what's going on with this whole accusations for those who, you know, I'm sure everyone who knows, who watches football, he's been accused of uh, sexual assault and rape. Um, I don't know how that's all going to turn out. I've seen a bunch of reports about that stuff and, you know, who he said, she said type stuff. Even so, though, I, I can't stand that the Patriots signed him. Uh, I, I can't say that I'm not shocked, not shocked by it, but I cannot stand that they signed that guy. The dude has only been problems since he... Honestly, last season in Pittsburgh, I mean, prior to the, you know, last season in Pittsburgh, he didn't really cause a lot of problems from what I remember. He was always just out there playing really good football, and something just snapped in that guy's head because he is riding to camp in hot air balloons and getting stupid treatments where he's not wearing shoes because he doesn't want to um, with with freezing his feet off. Um, He is recording conversations with with his coaches and putting them on an Instagram and like just that guy needs to grow up grow up and he's 31 years old he needs to fucking grow up I cannot he's he's easily my least favorite player in the NFL and I hope that if he even does play this season I hope that he just gets shut down and his mouth gets shut with it
1: I agree with you man I don't like these guys uh, you and I are and not to say anyone is but you and I are not fans of of people who are smacking on women so Uh, if, if any of that stuff is true, I hope he gets swiftly kicked out uh, and doesn't get to play, but, uh, we'll see. I mean, he could very well have a huge season with the Patriots on route to a ring. Um, but we'll see a lot of comparisons to the Randy Moss season. Uh, I I don't know, man, this is so up in the air, but I agree with you on one thing. I can't fucking stand that guy and I wish he wasn't in the news, but he is. We're going to have to deal with him. We're going to talk more X's and O's than we will about uh, guys like Antonio Brown this season, but uh, I agree with you. It, it, is, it has been at the forefront of the football world this week, and uh, it's frustrating because I would rather talk about how Jameis Winston sucks than uh, have to talk about how Antonio Brown maybe maybe was doing some uncool stuff. So, fuck that guy, and fuck the Cleveland Browns this week, and one more thing. But well, I'm down to one more time. Thing. And that's going to bring us to the end of the first episode of the SoCo Sports Show. Uh, we'll be here every week, every Friday, talking about the NFL. We're going to recap games. We're going to pick games. Don't forget to hit the description box where you're going to find our pigskin pick'em. Uh, we want you to jump in there, make picks, see if you can beat us, uh, and and you'll get a shout out on the show if you do. Um, so uh, join in there. You probably won't beat me, but you might beat Seth, so... That'd be pretty good <laughs> if you did. So, Jump in there, play along. Uh, we're a little over today. We're going to try to bring this in right around 60 minutes most of the time, but a um, little long today, which it shouldn't be a surprise for our listeners.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Seth, anything you want to put in before we take off here?
0: I, don't, I can't think of anything else. Skull.
1: Skull Vikes. Go Rams. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, that's it. Enjoy the games, folks, and we will see you next week.
0: Bye. Uh,
1: Uh, And boom goes the dynamite.